down in the den. So go tell a friend. The best podcast on earth is about to begin. We got jokes and news and movie reviews. After dark, NC-17 with the crew. Interviews with the best artists around. So like, comment, subscribe. The show's starting right now. Let's go. Like, comment, subscribe. The show's starting right now. Welcome to Down in the Den. I'm your host, Mars, and today we welcome Marlene Sharp. She is an entertainment executive and top dog over at Pink Poodle Productions. She's also the head of IP strategy and acquisitions for Rainshine Entertainment. She's an actor, producer. She probably has more hats than I wear. And she has also been a consultant on the 2020 blockbuster Sonic the Hedgehog. She's the winner of the 2019 LA Shorts International Film Fest script competition. And like me, she's a puppy lover. So please, <laughs> friends of the den, give a warm den mate welcome to the amazing Marlene Sharp. Marlene, how are you doing today? Great, great. It's it's wonderful to be here, Mars. Thank you for having me. Awesome. It's my pleasure. And thank you so much for joining me. So far, how's 2022 been treating you? We're about halfway through the year. Everything okay on that side? I'm still here. And so is Blanche. Uh, she's going to just make her cameo early in the show here. This is this is my um, my life partner. Uh, oh my God, she's so adorable. Business partner. Blanche, look, we're on the show. It's another Hi, Blanche. podcast. Blanche, Blanche, thank you for being a friend. Is she named after the Golden Girls? <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> She's my golden girl. She is. We could just stop the interview and just talk about Blanche. So tell no, she is lovely. Oh, hi Blanche. Thank you. Yes, she's the um the poodle of Pink Poodle Productions. She's actually a poodle bichon mix and potentially other things too, but uh the the vet has has um, christened her as a poodle bichon so for the purposes of our company she identifies as a poodle so she's a, and we love pink so hence pink poodle productions <laughs> i love it well blanche it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance you're lovely yay good job blanche good intro Absolutely. yeah she she rocks she rocks for sure so a tradition here on the den, I am a big comic book nerd. I learned how to read. My brother handed me a comic book when I was four. And by the time I, before I got to elementary school, I was already reading at a college level, all from comic books. So one thing I've noticed, every single hero, even the bad guys, they always have an origin story. Something that transformed them. Maybe a radioactive spider, or maybe they came from <laughs> another planet, who knows? I consider creative superheroes in their own right. So I ask you, what is your origin story? How did you get involved in the entertainment industry? You know, that is a good question. The way you phrased it is is so uh, clear to me now. What my origin? I've just had a lightning bolt hit, uh, <laughs> hit me. Maybe this is my origin. But no, what, the way you phrased it made me think of uh, just the moment that where it all came together and uh i grew up in new orleans and um, to new orleans i love uh, it my favorite city in the entire united states oh wow well yes. uh yeah that's that's my hometown I was born there lived there for the first 21 years of my life and um when i was very little i i loved to watch tv and uh i loved to sing and dance and 
you know, do play let's pretend, dress up, wear my mom's jewelry, the, all, all the makings of a performer, creative artist. And so um, my mom and some of the other mothers in the neighborhood would take the children to children's theater in the French Quarter. There's a famous theater that's probably like 200 years old. It's still, I think it's the oldest community theater in, in the country called Le Petit, Le Petit Theater. And uh, so when I was two, or maybe not even two, uh, my mom took me to a production of Rumpelstiltskin and all the kids sat on little chairs in the front of the theater and all the parents sat in the back. And I was have I remember having a lovely time until the entrance of Rumpelstiltskin, who was Horrifying. the Antichrist. Right. I mean, like <laughs> this was this was like Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, um, uh, um, the the guy John from Wayne Harry Potter. Gacy, all of them. Yeah, yeah, all of the all of them mixed up into one, and he descended from the rafters and. Um, so I let out a huge scream and the production stopped and my mother had to retrieve me from the special children's section and bring me back to the adult section where I stayed for the rest of the time. But um, so that was a traumatic moment, but it made such an impression on me as I processed that experience through the years about the transformative power of the theater and how how a world can be created right in front of your eyes and it not be real, but it, how your emotions can be manipulated either for good or for bad. And, um, and my mom continued to take me to theater and I eventually started asking to be that person on the stage and to, to be involved. And that led to all the shenanigans that I'm involved with today. So yeah, I think that production of Rumpelstiltskin is is the the seedling of of everything that was to come. Those are real superhero origin stories. Very similar to Batman without the tragedy, <laughs> but very similar. He saw a scary uh, movie and then he had to leave. So I, I get it totally. I get it totally. I always tell people, for me, um, I used to want to be every, I used to want to be an astronaut, but then the discovery blew up and I was terrible at math. And I used to want to be a singer, but my voice sounds like rocks being thrown in a microwave. So that, that wasn't a good thing. I used to want to be a rapper, but, you know, I was a Boy Scout and never committed a crime. And, never, and at the time when I was growing up, that wouldn't have worked. So, you know, I love my mom and I love my, that wasn't really good. And, and, and then, both my parents are here and I live in the middle of it, it, it doesn't really sell records. A Christian and, rapper? Uh, maybe a Christian rapper. I could have done that, but it, it, they really don't, nobody really listens to that. And then uh, <laughs> I, I saw Arsenio Hall. I remember seeing Arsenio Hall. I was probably eight years old and it was different from John. I, I thought Johnny Carson was a little too old for me and, mm-hmm. and, um, Jay Leno and David, I like David Letterman. And that's when I kind of, that was my origin story. And I was like, I, I want to be a talk show host and didn't know how to do it, but that, that was the dream. So you grew up in New Orleans and I mentioned till you were 21. That is my all time favorite city. How did that impact you? And, and really just growing up in New Orleans, cause it's such a art artist city. If you like art, 
if you like good food, if you like good music, everyone I know from New Orleans has that in their spirit. How did that impact you growing up there? Well, I will be totally honest with you, Mars, in, in that I am the worst ambassador of New Orleans probably ever. Uh, I feel like I did not fit in there. I felt like there was probably um, a big Hollywood mogul in Beverly Hills who was missing his little baby who was switched at, who was, you know, cruelly switched at birth in the hospital. And somebody was living my life of the, of the child of a showbiz family. And, and I was stuck with my family in the swamps. Um, so while you're right, there are many wonderful things about New Orleans. They're even more wonderful if you're vacationing there. If you're living there. That's it's... probably why it's my favorite city. Because <laughs> I only vacation there. <laughs> there you go. Therein lies the rub. Uh, it's, it's quite different to live there, especially if you're a girl and you you don't like drinking and professional football. Um, those, those are two things I could not never overcome. I could not, I could not feign interest in those things at all. And, um, I was, I was very much a bookworm and, um, and that just wasn't that that's not the culture there. It's more party and, uh, and also stay there for your entire life and don't, want to go anywhere else <laughs> so um and that that's fine for a lot of people um but it wasn't really what I wanted to do so so I left after college and uh I still have family there and so forth so I visit from time to time but um uh it impacted me in that I knew as soon as as soon as I discovered show business and what what the that was and that it wasn't really happening in new orleans like it wasn't originating there occasionally there'd be a location shoot or what have you and by god i tried to find show business as much as i could i stalked celebrities in new orleans and did extra work and whatever but there are limits <clears throat> but and so i knew that eventually i had to end up in either new york or los angeles so that it, i made it my goal to do that absolutely absolutely and, and we same thing um i'm from a, a southern uh town called uh, virginia beach virginia i don't know if you've ever heard it military town and uh same thing you have to really had to go to la we we're bottom 40 market so you have to go to LA or Chicago or New York, but really LA and New York to make anything happen. Things have definitely started to change now. I think the pandemic has shown that we can do things and think outside the box, but I, I understand 100%. Now you're a media mogul in your own right. And <laughs> uh, we, we have entertainers from, entertainers from all walks of life, directors, writers, we call them den mates. They're, they're, they're a big family. So anyone that comes on the show, we call them den mates, a play on inmates and stuff. The food's better here. <laughs> how would I love you, it. How would, what advice would you give for anyone that's aspiring to make their way in the entertainment industry and maybe a little scared or nervous or really don't know where to begin? What, what type of advice would you give? Um, I have two pieces of advice that I, I like to give with a disclaimer in that 
I do not have the secret sauce. So I'm just like flying by the seat of my pants like everybody else. We're so all riding please, our own horse. <laughs> please take whatever I say with a grain of salt and uh, make it work for you if it sounds reasonable. And if not, go in another direction. But um, I like to tell people, A, to be nice to everybody. Just that adopt the golden rule as your personal philosophy and act accordingly look out for yourself of course and be assertive don't be a doormat um but but be nice to people and and treat others the way you want them to treat you and reward their you know when when somebody does give you a gift of time or attention or whatever encourage that behavior um it sounds rather trite and cliche but it it works and uh it seems like not a lot of people do that um i'm quite active on linkedin and every day i get so many messages from people wanting to sell me stuff financial services or bitcoin or uh their screenplay or the uh, music or whatever and like they don't even pretend like whatever happened to schmoozing like right. <laughs> no so like they don't even pretend to maybe the dinner first about. right <laughs> i know like at one point in old hollywood it was all about schmoozing and right. gift baskets and flowers and now it's just like gimme 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 and um and I, I feel like I do have a giving spirit, but there are limits. I mean, like at a certain point, I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think anybody gets on LinkedIn saying, I want to give, a, it's not an altruistic platform. It's no, a platform no. for people to find jobs. That, that's what it is for people to better themselves professionally. Exactly. So you can at least pretend to offer something of value if you want to connect with somebody on there even if it's just have a nice day if that's all you have to offer then th that that's that's fine um or a compliment or or something rather than asking for something right away so that's that's one bit of advice and then the other one is just to keep an open mind in your career and and in your life too but it it's difficult um i can tell you right now my dream as a girl was not to work in boys action animated properties um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not my girlhood yeah I, I can i can see that i can see that's probably not the first thing that came to your mind as, as a young lady growing up <laughs> you're what right you talk about anime <laughs> i'm just about the girliest girl that ever lived i i love pink hence my company name pink poodle exactly. productions i love dolls and doll houses and being fancy and manicures and getting my hair like any girly cliche thing i love it and so if someone would have told me when i was a kid that i was gonna i was gonna be um a role model for anyone wanting to adapt japanese uh, action cartoons <laughs> into other languages or things like that uh, I would have been very incredulous but sure enough that's the direction that my career went in and it's really since the pandemic I think that I've embraced it more than ever because 
I've had so many opportunities to be on people's podcasts and it just started by accident. People uh, found me and and I guess it was building up uh, through through the years. Um, when I worked at Sega on Sonic the Hedgehog, um, as, as your audience might know, the Sonic fan base is very curious about the employees of Sega. And, um, and I and my colleagues, we had a live stream that we did twice a month. And um, we were all very visible at fan conventions and things. And then people got to know me. And then even after that, uh, I went to work for another Japanese video game company called Level 5. And so people would just contact me because of that world. They're very parallel universes. And I got asked to be on podcasts and various speaking engagements. And um, and then I just kind of, I don't know, it, it, it was another lightning bolt moment <laughs> that hit me that like, hey, you know, maybe this isn't so bad. I'm I'm not winning Oscars for my my acting, but I'm on Mars's Down in the Den show. <laughs> you are. It, it, you know, I don't know if you saw the last Oscars, but it's a lot safer here. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly, nobody's gonna slap me here. Not I, at I, all. Not I feel at very all. Safe. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned and we talked about it earlier. You know, your consult uh, consultant work with uh, Sonic and. For my generation, I, I'm a '90s baby, and you know, Sega was everything. I can Sega, I can, I can hear that <laughs> in my dreams. Um, so I, I got to learn a little bit about that. And obviously, this movie has, this franchise has really taken off, um, which I was surprised. Um, usually, video game movies don't really do too well because they just can't really capture the spirit of the experience of being in an interactive game. But Sonic did it. Not only did it do it it did it well and and you know got a sequel and a trilogy coming out and spinoffs and everything you can imagine how is that experience taking your professional work with Sega and being a consultant on that film we always hear that the film industry can be a scary scary place but how was it for you it was terrifying I'm not gonna lie it was it was scary um but uh, and I, I guess I must have written somewhere, because how, how else would you know? And other people have said this to me, that consultant on the movie. Yes, that's sort of true. I mean, it is true. I, I did work on the movie, but um, you won't see my name in the credits, A, eh? uh, even though I worked on it. <clears throat> I left Sega before the, the first movie came out um, and I, I was on staff at Sega so I was hired when I was hired in 2015 I was hired with the title of producer comma TV series nice. and that was um, the reason for that was I was brought on as part of a very small TV team to manage Sonic Boom which was the TV. Yes, Blanche, I know you remember that very well. Um, uh, so I was brought on for the second season of Sonic Boom to help manage the production from Sega's perspective. So there were a number of creative forces on the show that were third parties. And um, the show really needed to have somebody just looking out for Sega's interest, which is selling video games, toys, and merchandise. And um, so 
so uh, as part of that, and and with any franchise, really, I guess it's true that the, the goal is is synergy between all the moving parts. So if you have a TV series and games and toys and apparel and films, the goal is to have some kind of cohesiveness between the different iterations. And with a franchise like Sonic or Marvel or DC, it's difficult because these things last for years and years and years and right. people come and go as far as working behind the scenes. So it's very difficult to establish a canon and stick to it. But um, but fans pay attention and fans will point out the flaws if the the employees forget mm. or make them. I am stuff. guilty. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure there's some Twitters uh, out there for me. Uh, this person is terrible. I remember when they cast Ben Affleck as Batman, and I was like, Ben Affleck, <laughs> burn the studio down. What is Warner Brothers? And then he ended up being a fantastic Batman. So <laughs> it's, it's a toxic fan culture. I'll be the first one in this. <laughs> I'm trying to be better now that I'm also in the entertainment industry, but I'm sure someone can pull a tweet from 09 and and see my angry face at, at some casting or something. But I now I am grateful for every every complaint, every insult, everything, because in my view, that is what turned Sonic around. It was that major misstep with ugly Sonic. Who, by the way, uh, maybe your viewers and listeners know this, but Ugly Sonic is the uh, sleeper star of the Chippendale movie on Disney Plus right now. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. It was a cameo that rocked the world. Because let me tell you, that was an Ugly Sonic. That that original Sonic. I, I was like, wow, Sonic's down bad. He Sonic's on heroin now. Who's good? What's good? What's going on? But he ended up being on Chip and Dale and blowing up the industry. And that shows you that uh, it circles back to my my uh, advice to keep an open mind. Because who would have thought that Ugly Sonic would do anything except go into the history books as one of the biggest oops moments for for sega paramount and everyone else involved but no not not only i I would not be surprised if ugly sonic had a a a life beyond even the chip and dale movie because he really upstaged chip and dale i mean you gotta love to see him cameo in the sonic movies as like a variant of sonic like what happened to you this is you in the future you pick up cigarettes you know who knows something yeah i there's so much that could be done done with that and i just had a beautiful moment too um just a quick quick uh aside i I invited two of my colleagues, my former Sega colleagues, to talk to some students of mine, some animation students of mine. And um, actually, they were both employees of Marza Animation Planet. So I don't know if you knew, Mars, that Sega owns an animation studio, Marza Animation Planet, that worked on the Sonic movie. And they, they do a lot of work on the games. It's a CG studio based in Japan, but there was a small office in Burbank and and my Sega colleagues were in the same office with them. So anyway, um, 
these two folks, Chuck Williams and Chiaco Slowinski, were very instrumental in working on the movie. And so I had them come and talk to my students. And Chuck went on for maybe like 15 minutes, basically apologizing to the students for Ugly Sonic. And he's like, I take full responsibility for it because he's, and he explained, he, it was great. He showed design, the evolution of the designs. And he said, Ugly Sonic was the result of me trying to get the creative filmmakers and Sega Japan at Sonic team to come to a meeting of the minds and he's like you know and so he showed us like the filmmakers um the director and and blur studios and tim miller and those guys wanted like a hardcore scary they did want a scary sonic with like claws and you know looking kind of like the devil and then sonic team wanted more of the cute round uh fluffy guy that has evolved through the years and so chuck was like trying to as an associate producer he's trying to compromise that's what it was ugly sonic was a compromise so he's sitting there apologizing and and one of my students breaks in and said well and this was like the day that the chippendale movie came out or it was it was like very soon after it came out and he's like well chuck what did you think of the Chippendale movie? And Chuck's like, what? Like, he didn't know. He did not know that Ugly Sonic was in the movie at all. And Chuck and and Chiaco don't work for Sega anymore. So, um, and they're onto other things. And I don't know. I mean, I knew about it, but I think it was was just from the fan community and just reading it online. And then I saw the movie, but Chuck didn't know. And so Chuck had spent all this time apologizing, saying he would never do that again. And then, then my student was just like, but want more. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, he's he's having more. his moment. He's he he stole the movie from from really Chippendale, and he's not even part of the Disney universe. Like he's not just, at all. He just not came in and stole the show. So there you go what looked like a huge tragedy for sonic it is, is now bringing joy to people in the most unexpected way i tell people all the time there's eight billion people on the planet you get a couple million to rock with you that's really not hard to do when you really think about it in the grassscape and you're right you know there there are no mistakes just lessons that's what we always say here yes yes so Mar- yes indeed Mar- marlene it has been a pleasure, but we're about to shift the interview into a little game. And I know that sounded like we were about to go into Saw the way I said that, but don't <laughs> worry, there's no danger here. The game that we play here every episode is called If You Don't Know, Now You Know. And it's a fun game designed to let the people, friends of the den as we call them, know a little bit about you internally. So nothing scary, the questions are all fun, but they're completely random. They may be about the entertainment industry. They may be about what you have for lunch, but they're completely random. And they're brought to you by the good folks over at Poddex. Guys, I've been podcasting for years. And sometimes it gets really, really difficult writing questions because I do it all dolo. It's all me and and my small crew. But Poddex has been a life sin. It gives you all types of fun tools, questions that you can ask to really spice up your interview. So podcasts out there be like me be like mars get pod debts and you can get 10 percent off with my code the den t-h-e-d-e-n so marlene are you ready 
I'm ready. All right. So, got my trusty dusty pot decks app up, and we're gonna ask you from. Let's see what category we're gonna go. You're a business lady, so we're gonna go with the hustle. So this okay. is this is a question about the hustle. What deserves all your attention, but seldom gets it? Um. Wow. Well. Good question, right? Pod. I know. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say New Orleans, my hometown. That's a fair. That's a fair answer. That's a fair answer. That, yep. Uh, given everything that's happened there and uh, my life and my relationship with the town, that's I'm going to stick with that. Great answer. That's a great answer. And, and you still have time. You can definitely meet that impact. So the <laughs> next category, my favorite category, WTF. These questions are completely random and they're pretty zany. All right. So <laughs> I, I'm glad I didn't ask this question to myself. What's the weirdest smell you've ever smelled? Hmm. Blanche is looking like it's not me, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. Blanche's breath when she had a tooth infection was made quite an impression on me. So that might <laughs> that might be it. Sorry, Blanche. I didn't mean to put you out. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, I, you planted that seed and uh I, that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that that was a smell to remember well i will harvest that crop that i just planted <laughs> because as a dog lover i think every spell that's changed my life has been from a pup i don't know what they do <laughs> i'm like thank god you're cute because this will get you a bit this smell right here <laughs> so in the entertainment industry i'm a movie buff so this final question is from the movie category What's your favorite comedy movie? Clueless. Clueless. Excellent. I love Clueless. Great movie. I love that movie. Love it. Love it. It's really timeless. It really is. So is Stacey Dash. She was like 40 playing a teenager in that film. It's amazing. The The whole cast and just... The, the talent and the story and the way it was adapted. I love things that are modern adaptations of yes. classics. Yes. And that was so clever and um, just ugh, everything about it. Hilarious, smart, memorable, everything. And yeah, Paul, that's my favorite. I think Paul Rudd was 123 in that movie. He, <laughs> he, he still looks the same. That, that, man's a, the same. that man's a vampire. I don't think I've ever seen him in daylight. There's no way he, he looks the same. I know. No I way. know. No way at all. So, Barley, with good has genes. Been an absolute pleasure. He is. He really is. Your energy is amazing. I thank you so much for gracing us here in the den. Please, the floor is yours. You've earned it. Let the people know where they can find you, what you have going on. The floor is yours. Oh, thank you. Well, I I won't uh, overstep my welcome or I'll stay my welcome here, but I am working on a project right now called Young Captain Nemo. So keep an eye out for that. We're um, adapting a book trilogy titled Young Captain Nemo. Uh, it will be a, um, a film trilogy to nice. align with the book. 
the books. And that's with Rainshine Entertainment. And very soon we'll be having, we'll be announcing a community round of fundraising. So we're carving out this this part of the budget for fans to invest and NFTs will be part of that, the metaverse and all kinds of web three cool stuff. So um, link with me on LinkedIn and I, I post like a maniac on there so you can find out all the who, what, where about young Captain Nemo. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my main my main thing right now. That sounds amazing. Well, hey, you know, I put on a few pounds since the pandemic. So if you need someone for the well, give me a call. <laughs> you know, I, I just, three more quesadillas, and I think I'll be ready for the role. So just let just let me know. Duly noted. <laughs> well, Marlene, thank you again so much. Once again, it's been an absolutely pleasure. Absolute pleasure. I wish you, your company, all of your endeavors, nothing but the utmost success. And by answering those questions, you get the official Denmate stamp, which means you're in the family. We're going to send you some merch. We'll get offline. We'll send you a, either one of these lovely sweatshirts, super toasty, oh. or a shirt, or hey, we'll give you some choices. You pick, and we'll send you out. That's what oh. we do to welcome you into the family. And if you ever have anything you want to promote, like I said, it's Familia. So you're more than welcome any time. And guys, please check out Marlene. She is making waves. She is an inspiration, not just for women, just for people. And she has a beautiful dog. Bad breath, but a beautiful dog. So <laughs> please give her a follow. Check her out. And as always, it's been another Stella episode. We end every episode the same way. Peace, love, unity, and respect. Deuces. And we're Thank clear. you. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. You are a ray of sunshine. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Well, this is such you. a pleasure. I appreciate it. So, like I said, this will come out next Wednesday. We come out every Wednesday at 7 p.m. So we're okay. always one at week. Well, we have tons of episodes in in the tank, but we try to do synergy if people have something releasing. We'll they'll say, Can you release this when this comes out? But yours will come out next Wednesday. So okay. I will email you um, the, uh, the the link. I will email you um, like all of our uh, promo materials and, for you, uh, so you can let let your friends know we are on every single streaming platform as well as YouTube. So we have the visual Great. on YouTube, and then we're on Spotify and Apple and Google and all the things that people listen to podcasts. So we'll be there. And then, as I mentioned, I will send you a message um, if, if you have like a P.O. box or where you want to send us. We're going to send you some merch. We do that to every single guest just to show our appreciation for taking your time out and sharing oh, your story. Thank you. Oh, wow. I will wear it with pride. I'm well, so excited. You. I thank love it. So, thank you so much. Well, like I said, it's been a pleasure and I will uh, send you that information shortly. And like I said, if you ever have anything when that when the movie's ready to come out or you're ready to do the um, you know fundraising, let us know. We'll be more than happy oh. to have you again. Absolutely. Oh, we have, thank you. Uh, it's literally a family. We've had guests that have come on three or four times. Like I love it here. I just want to. I just want to. You make me feel good. I'm like, well, thank you. Oh. Slow tear <laughs> coming down the left cheek. <laughs> That's so great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so I much. 
Well, I uh, look forward to everything, everything indeed. coming up, coming my way. It's Absolutely. very exciting. Absolutely. Well, once again, welcome to the Den Mates and uh, Blanche. Have a good one, Marlene. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care, you have, Mars. You have a good one. It's down in the den. So go tell a friend. The best podcast on earth is about to begin. We got jokes and news and movie reviews. After Dark NC-17 with the crew. Interviews with the best artists around. So like, comment, subscribe. The show start right now. Let's go. Like, comment, subscribe. The show start right now.